I do have a, a sermon that I want to share with you this morning. And I do believe that it's appropriate, especially uh, the season that we're in and the difficulty that we're in. I want to share it with you. And I want you to uh, just open up your ears and your heart. And I want you to hear what I believe that the Spirit wants to say. And I think that I might change microphones. So you might give me a moment here. If it doesn't work, then I'll go back to the handheld microphone. But I want to make sure that you hear me loud and clear. So we're going to uh, look at Exodus. We're going to look at the book of Exodus. Then we're going to look at... Joshua, just for a few moments, and uh, I want to title my sermon. If you're taking notes, this is a great opportunity for you to take notes. I'm, I'm going to preach a sermon now. Actually, I'm going to actually finish it tonight. And so tonight, uh, I'm going to actually probably do it in my office, uh, uh, just FaceTime, just uh, do a live stream in my office. I'm going to finish the sermon tonight. Part two will be tonight. So please. Uh, if you're tuning in, make sure that you tune in tonight at 6 o'clock because I got part two of this message. And so uh, the, the title of the message today is The Shift, uh, Deliverance to Dominion. And uh, hopefully uh, uh, we got a good crowd to hear this because I'm so excited about preaching the sermon. So uh, I, I don't know if I've ever preached in empty pews before. I think the last time I preached in empty pews was probably when I was nine or ten years old. I used to go to the empty church that my uncle pastored in Hamilton, West Virginia, and so I used to go in there and just preach to a bunch of empty pews. So I think that's the last time I'm 40 now, so it's been a long time since I preached at empty pews. As a matter of fact, I think we got three people in the church seats this morning, so uh, can all three people say a big amen this morning? Amen! <laughs> so, uh, and you can say a big amen at your house. So if you're eating popcorn or tune in this morning. So the shift from deliverance to dominion, the shift from deliverance to dominion. One of my favorite things I love to do, and of course if you go to Christ Point, you'll find out that one of the favorite things I love to do is take stories of the Bible, and I love to digest stories. I love to break stories apart, and I love to see how that particular story is applicable to our life, because I, I really believe that there's a lot of scriptures. And so what I want to do this morning and tonight, I want to look at the story of the children of Israel, and I want to look at some life application that we can get out of the story of the children of Israel possessing the promised land. And I believe that there's a lot of life application that's found here. And the reason that I want to do this this morning is because, as you know, our nation, and I would, I would assume the whole world is... Uh, is fearful and panic, and so I really want to be sensitive to what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, and uh, and I believe that this is a season of dominion, not just a season of deliverance, and I believe that there's a big difference between deliverance and dominion, and what I have observed in the church world is that we have become so prone to a deliverance mindset that we have not shifted to a dominion mindset. I want that to set in just for a few moments. We are so programmed to have a deliverance mindset instead of a dominion mindset. And I will say it like this. I think that sometimes we, when we get into a situation that we're uncomfortable, 
a situation, can you turn me up just a tad, please? When we're in a situation where we're uncomfortable, or when we're in a, a panic situation, when we don't know what to do, uh, sometimes we want to pray that God will deliver us, or God will get us out of the situation. But I believe that what God wants to do is He wants to have us to exercise dominion in that particular situation. And so I want you to shift your mindset from deliverance. God, just help me get out of it. God, deliver me. I want to get through this situation as quick as I can to shift your mindset to a dominion mindset. Because I believe that if you can shift your mindset to a dominion mindset, then it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter what's going on in the nation. You have resolved on the inside of you that it's not necessarily about deliverance. It's about possessing dominion in the season of your life. And I said a few moments ago that the children of Israel possessing the promised land has a lot of life application in it. Because I believe that if you look at the story, uh, you see that Joshua was uh, uh, led the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, the land of bondage, led them out of the land of bondage. And uh, of course, you know that he never entered into the promised land that God had destined for him. But God raised up a man by the name of Joshua. And under Joshua's leadership, they possessed the promised land. Under Joshua's leadership, his goal, now Joshua's goal, and I want you to get this, Joshua's goal was not to grow a nation. That was not his goal. His, his goal was to possess the land. You see, that was his goal. It wasn't necessarily to grow a nation. It was to possess the land. Now get this. In the book of Exodus chapter number 1, and I want you to see the, the, the different mindset here. I want you to see in Exodus chapter number 1 and verse number 12, it is given a description of the children of Israel. The Bible says in verse number 12 of chapter 1 of the book of Exodus, and I quote, But the more they were afflicted, the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were dread to the children of Israel. I want you to see that, I want you to see that the children of Israel grew and they multiplied. They were growing in the land of Egypt because that was their purpose. In Egypt, they grew, they multiplied. But in the promised land, the objective was not to grow an army. The objective was to take land, to take territory. So under Joshua's leadership, it was not to grow in number. It wasn't to multiply. It wasn't to have a huge army. It was to take territory. It was to take new land. In Egypt, their objective was to grow in number. God multiplied them in number. God caused them to grow so much that the midwives couldn't even catch the babies. They were growing so much. They were multiplying so much. But that was not the plan in the promised land. In the promised land, it was Uh, 
given us to take new territory. Israel went into Egypt as a family, but when they left Egypt, they left as an army. They left as an army. You see, Israel grew in Egypt, but when they got to the promised land, their objective was to take territory. They, they was to take territory. You see, I, I'm reminded that sometimes if we're not careful, we look at church growth like this. And as a pastor, I can say that I've thought this way before, and I think that many of you have thought this way before, that church growth is all about numbers. It's all about growing. It's all about multiplying, like the children of Israel. They grew and they multiplied in Egypt. And we have that mindset. we got to grow and we got to multiply in a bad world. we got to grow and multiply in Egypt. And that's good. That's fine. Because behind every number is a person. It's okay to grow. We should grow. We should multiply. But I think that we need to change our mindset from just growing in number to taking dominion. To taking territory. To advancing the kingdom of God. Because when the children of Israel went into the promised land, their objective was not to grow in number. Their objective was to take territory and to take land. My brothers and sisters, I want you to hear me today that God is raising up an army. And this army is not just to have a big army. This army is not just to have a big army so we can boast about how big we are. But God is raising up an army so that we can take territory. That we can take territory and advance the land. Expand the kingdom. You see, I believe it's a good thing. I know that it looks bad that we're not in church and it feels kind of odd. But I believe it's an opportunity for us to expand the kingdom of God. To take territory. To take territory in our government. To take territory in the education field. To take territory in the arts and the media and the sports. We have an opportunity this morning to advance the kingdom of God no matter where we're at. You see, the church of Jesus Christ is not confound to a building. We're not called to a building. We are not supposed to be a candle under a church pew. But we are called to be a city set on a hill. You see, we're not called to be a candle under a church pew, but we're called to be a city on top of a hill. We're not called just to grow in number. We're not called just to boast about how big we are. We are an army, and this army is called to take territory and make dominion in the new land. Is there anybody this morning that wants to take territory in the new land? We're not called just to have big numbers, but we're called to make territory. In Egypt, Israel was big. When they went into Egypt, they went as a family. But when they exited Egypt, they exited as an army. You see, you see, sometimes we have the mindset that everything is bad, everything is bad, and we are to multiply and grow. But we forget that we're not just called to grow and multiply. We are called to advance the kingdom. We're called to go forth. You see, in the promised land, in Egypt, they were delivered from Pharaoh. In Egypt, they were delivered, but in the promised land, they took dominion. Do you see the mindset? Do you see the shift in the mindset? They were delivered in Egypt or delivered from Egypt, but yet in the promised land, God said, I want you to take dominion. 
deliver them from all of their enemies. When Joshua took the children of Israel into the promised land, God didn't deliver them from all of their enemies. He entrusted them with the Philistines. Do you see the different mindset? He didn't deliver them from all of their enemies. He didn't deliver them from all of their enemies. He entrusted them with the Philistines. He entrusted them with the enemy. Why? Because he knew that he had given them dominion. He had given them power. And let me say this, my friends, that whatever God doesn't deliver you from, he will give you the power to resist. Whatever God doesn't deliver you from, he will give you the power to resist. Whatever God doesn't move, he will anoint you to withstand it. Yes, I believe that God could supernaturally remove things. I believe that God could supernaturally pull you out of things. That God could supernaturally elevate you and bring you to a new level. But so many times we get stuck in a deliverance mindset instead of a dominion mindset. You see, God did not deliver them from their enemies. He entrusted them with the Philistines. He didn't deliver them from their enemies. He entrusted them with the Philistines. He gave them the power to have dominion. You see, listen, my friends, there's a difference between deliverance and dominion. And sometimes as a church, we get in this mindset, God, deliver me, deliver me, deliver me, get me out of it. When God is saying, I have delivered you from Egypt. It's time to grow up, possess the land, and walk in dominion. <coughs> I have given you the power to walk in dominion. God will not remove every enemy that comes in your life. He is calling you to exercise dominion. I want you to let that sink in. He will not deliver you from everything. He will not deliver you from everything. He will give you the power to have dominion over it. Whatever God doesn't deliver you from, He will give you the power to resist. How do I go from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset. And I want to look at, I'm only going to look at one principle this morning because tonight at 6 o'clock, I want to look at the other principle. So this morning, I just want to look at one principle. How do I go from the mindset of uh, deliverance to a dominion mindset? You see, the Bible says in Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 3, God gave Joshua a dominion mindset. He gave him a dominion spirit. He said, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I will give it to you as I said to Moses. I delivered you, but now I want you to have dominion. I want you to have dominion. Now, how am I supposed to go from just a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset? Number one, in order for you to change the mindset, in order for you to go from deliverance to dominion, you've got to, number one, you've got to learn to be cut. You've got to learn to be cut. To go from deliverance to dominion, you've got to be cut. Now, stay with me here, because I believe that the Bible is full of information. The Bible is full of life application. It's interesting to me that as they were getting ready to possess the land, as they were getting ready to cross over, the Bible says that God said to Joshua, listen, this second generation of people who do not know me, did not see my works that I did in Egypt, this second generation, I, what I want you to do is, you know, I want you to circumcise 
eyes of all these people. Joshua chapter number 5 and verse number 3. Listen to the word of the Lord. At that time the Lord said to Joshua, Make a flint knife for yourself and circumcise the sons of Israel a second time. The Bible says in verse number 3, So Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. You see, how do I go from deliverance to dominion? The very first thing that they did is that they were circumcised. Now I want you to look at this in a spiritual sense. I want you to see that in order for you to have dominion, you've got to learn to let God cut you. I want you to stay with me. Cut you. Yes, because in order for you to possess and have dominion in your life, you've got to learn how to attack your flesh before you attack the devil. And some of us got that backwards. We're trying to bind the devil, rebuke the devil, cast the devil out, and bind this and call this forth and decree this and prophesy this. And you're still battling the flesh. Let's attack the flesh first before we attack the devil. Let's cut ourselves first. Spiritually, before we possess the land. God said to Joshua, before you possess the land, I want you to get all the males together and I want you to circumcise them before they enter into the promised land. And they were circumcised. God circumcised. And you know, circumcision takes place at a private location in your, on your body. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to, he wants to cut those secret places of your life. Those places that you don't let people in. Those places that you don't allow access to people. God says, I want to be, I want to be right there. I want to go to the secret places of your life and I want to do some cutting. I want, I want, I want to cut some things out of your life because if you're going to have dominion, and that's why, listen, that's why we cry for deliverance all the time. Because it's easy to cry for deliverance when you're battling the flesh than to have dominion over it. And God says, listen, if you want to have dominion, you first got to cut the flesh. He doesn't cut us, folks, to hurt us. He cuts us to separate us. Come on. The reason he wants to get into those secret places of your life is not to hurt you, but to separate you. You've got to attack the flesh before you attack the devil. In order to conquer, you must be cut. In order to conquer, you must cut. And this is what's interesting. I know there's about four people in the sanctuary, but I'm just really excited. You know, I just really want to shout right here and hopefully you shout with me. If you're watching it now or later, whenever you watch it, get this. God says, you're going to take the land. I have delivered you from Egypt. But now, I'm not going to deliver you from everything. I want you to possess dominion. I want you to exercise dominion. You entered Egypt as a family. But when you left Egypt, you left as an army. I have entrusted the enemy into your hands. I'm not going to deliver you. I'm going to be with you. And you're going to have dominion over the enemy. And I want you to see, he says, in order for that to happen, i got to circumcise you. i got to cut you. And spiritually speaking, that's what God wants to do to us. He wants to circumcise the deepest places of our heart. The deepest places of our life. He wants to circumcise us so that we can be prepared to have dominion over every area of our life. 
It's interesting to me. So he circumcised him, all right? Now, thank God things have changed. Can you? I mean, Joshua was the one that <laughs> took the knife and circumcised them all. I mean, you know, I think pastor, this pastor needs a pay raise. Don't you think of anybody that does this? But anyway, so he, he circumcised all these people. And right after he circumcised all these people. Now, are you all with me? You all with me? Here, here it goes. He circumcised all these people. And then God says... I'm about to shout. Joshua chapter 5, verse number 9. Joshua chapter 5 and verse number 9. The Lord said to Joshua, This day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of this place is called Gilgal to this day. You see what happens? God says, listen, you're getting ready. I've delivered you from Egypt. I've delivered. Listen to me, church. Just because you are delivered doesn't mean you don't got the residue of Egypt on you. Some of us have been delivered, but we still have the residue of Egypt on us. You've been brought out of Egypt, but you still have the residue of Egypt on you. And God says, in order for you to be, in order for you to walk in dominion, you've been delivered. But in order for you to really walk in dominion and exercise power and authority in your life, in order for this residue to be taken off of your life, you've got to learn to cut some things in your life. He says, I've removed the reproach of Egypt off of you, Joshua. These people didn't even know the acts of the Lord. They, this is a second generation. But I promise you that the residue of sin can go from one generation to another generation. It can go to your children to your children. He says, that's why you've got to take care of business. That's why you've got to cut the things in your life. You know, this is what I have found. I have found that sometimes in church we think struggle is bad. You know, we think that that if we're struggling, we're in sin. You know, if we're struggling, it's bad. listen, that, that's not the case. There are two types of struggles. There is what I call the slave struggle and what I call the, the soldier struggle. I'm going to say that again. There's two types of struggle. That's what I call the slave struggle or the soldier struggle. Number one, the first struggle is the struggle in bondage. Okay? <coughs> struggle in bondage. That means maybe it's a sin in your life or maybe it's something that you're struggling with. That doesn't mean you're unsaved. It, 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 you're a slave to it. You're struggling in it. But then there's the other struggle is what I call the struggle to achieve. It's the soldier. You're struggling to get the degree. You're struggling to get debt free. You're struggling to accomplish your goals. You're struggling to do that. That is a good struggle. That is the struggle of a soldier to never give up. And let me say this, Christ's point. You've got to choose to struggle in the direction of your calling and in your passion. Listen to me. If you're going to struggle, struggle in the right direction. Come on. If you're going to struggle, if you're going to mess up, stay in the right direction. Don't ever go back. Struggle forward. Don't struggle back. Struggle in the direction of your passion and your calling. If you if if you gotta to go to the altar every Sunday, you do whatever you gotta do, but you struggle in the direction of your prayers. You struggle in the direction of your calling. You struggle in the direction of your passion. 
And you never give up. Never give up. You see, what am I saying? Say, let's change our mindset from just a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset. In Joshua's leadership, it was not to grow a nation. It was to possess territory. They left Egypt as an army. They entered Egypt as a family, but they left as an army. In Joshua's leadership, they were called to have dominion. God said, I've already delivered you. I've delivered you from Egypt. Now I'm giving you power and authority to have dominion. You see, my friends, an army does not exist for the sake of numbers. An army does not, listen to me, an army does not exist for the sake of just numbers. It exists to enlarge its territory. What do we do? Are we just coming to church so we can boast about how big we are? How big our buildings are? Maybe this is a clue from God to us. That it's really not about a building. Maybe we have adored our building so much that God is saying, it's a wake-up call. Come on. It's not about your buildings. It's not about you coming and hovering in our holy huddles, asking God to deliver us. Maybe God is saying, you're an army, and I have dispatched you throughout the world. Go take territory. Come on. Go influence the education system. Go influence the government. Go influence the media. Go influence the sports arena. Go in. God has not called us to be a candle under a church pew. He's called us to be a city on a hill. Come on. Be strong. Be vibrant. If you struggle, my friends, struggle in the right direction. If you can barely make it, crawl in the right direction. But never go, never give up. Never go back. Keep going forward. Now, I'm going to stretch my hands to you in the name of Jesus our Lord. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus our Lord. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray for every person who is watching and shall watch. I pray, Father, that you would strengthen them today, that you would empower them today, that your spirit would rest upon them today. Father, that we would just not believe you to deliver us from everything, but that you would give us dominion, that you would give us power. Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power, that you would tread upon serpents and scorpions, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. In the name of Jesus, would you lift your hands where you're at? And I'm asking you to receive from the Lord. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I just want you to cry out to the Lord right where you're at. Say, Lord, forgive me. I can't make it without you. Listen, you can't do this without the Lord. Right where you're at. We thank you, Father. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. We give you the honor and the praise for it. We thank you for it. 
In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. I will be seeing you tonight at 6 o'clock and then also Wednesday at 6.30. So tonight I'm going to do part two. So you don't want to miss it. And we're going to close out. If you're with your family, whatever you may be doing, I just want you right now just to let's end our worship service with worship. And I want to just, whatever I said today, I wanted to make, just have it to uh, take root in your heart, to take root in your life. Let us, I just don't want this to be another sermon, but I want this to be transformative in your heart and your life. I miss you all. I love you. If you need anything,